I think, okay. I think we're here. I think we're here. Hello, hello. All righty. Sorry about today, everybody. I got caught up on my multitasking day, which is always going on. <laughs> Welcome to the Remedy. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Penn Teleresco, and you're listening to us live on the Micro Effect Broadcasting Network. You can access the show by typing in www.themicroeffect.com. Then click on the appropriate link, the chat room links. Come on in, make friends, get acquainted, solve some issues, save the planet. Come up with some great ideas. I'm also published throughout the internet. ByeBlueSky.com, Brian396.com, GagCanada.com, and throughout the internet. It seems to be my name is getting out there for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) Anyway, today, I want to talk about... I want to make you aware of some things that are happening that you may not be aware of, and maybe you are, and to make you, to arm you the best I can with whatever possible solutions I can offer you in order for you to become more adequately protected. We have to look into, we start, we've got to start looking at things from an offensive perspective. I don't know about you. But I get tired of getting my backside handed to me. You know, I'm not sure if you like, you know, if you're just thinking the same way. But we need to come up with a better game plan than what we do. The game plan that we have right now is a reactive one. In other words, they cause, we react. And then based on that reaction, they create more causes. And so some of you are saying, um... You know, how do we get ahead of the game? How do we how do we start coming up with what's going on? Okay, let's I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here just so you understand a perspective. A perspective, not the only perspective, a perspective. Because, you know, we we get caught up on the narrow purview and we get caught up on this nonsense of what can we do? We're oh man, you know, it's, it's all it's pointless. I mean, what are we going to do? I really hate that kind of talk. I got to tell you, I, it, it irks my ire. It rubs me so much the wrong way, you have no idea. And when I hear people talk like that, I have to actually restrain my Mediterranean side, <clears throat> my deep, 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 deep dark side, <laughs> and any other side that's there. It really just irks my ire that somebody would just, just say stupid crap like that. And I understand... I understand, you know, a lot of it is programming. And that's where we begin. That's where we begin. Programming. Now, those of you from my generation or our generation, I should say our generation because it's not my generation, our generation, the 50s babies, we have been programmed and conditioned to go along, to accept, go along, to get along, blah, blah, blah. The newer generation have been programmed just to be stupid. I mean stupid beyond belief. Let me give you an idea of what I mean by stupid beyond belief. Guy contacts me yesterday about organic. And I tell them there's absolutely no difference in organics. The organic thing is a myth today has been for quite some time. 
So then he writes me back and said, and it was going based by the appearance, because this is how they're being taught about organics, the appearance, because it looks bigger, looks greener, looks this, looks that, you know. Looking bigger is because usually organics are smaller, not bigger. Normally an organic material is usually smaller than the stuff that's been genetically engineered or has been written with a, a GMO or GM editing program. So right off the bat, he didn't know what he was talking about. Organics are normally smaller because they have less done to them. The, um, the concept of chemtrails falling down from the sky, coding everything you're eating to a point where it's impacting the genetic code, escaped this person for some reason. And then the nonsense about planting a non-GMO seed in the ground with a genetically engineered soil did not also cross his mind. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like I thought, there is no concept here, no thinking, nothing. You know, just stupidity at the max. And, and I understood, probably the guy isn't stupid, you know, and I, he sounded stupid for sure. But he's not stupid, he's just been programmed. He's programmed to believe this, this illusion. And that's the problem that we have, all of us, is that we've been programmed to believe in an illusion. All these illusions that we've come to accept. I had a woman today contact me, she's saying that she had gone to a doctor and something was going on in her breast. She had silicone treatments, so the, the doctor was saying that the x-rays were showing the silicone was fine. She said, the silicone cannot be examined unless you throw it through an MRI. So they ran an MRI and saw that they had both collapsed inside her, so she had them removed out of her own pocket. This is to show you the incompetency of the medical field today. They don't care. And I keep telling you, they don't care. But a lot of you keep running to a doctor, and you listen to a doctor, you will read the facts in front of you, especially about cholesterol and high blood pressure and the nonsense that these doctors are spewing today. If your blood pressure is between 120 over 70, 130 over 80, 140 over 90, you do not have high blood pressure. High blood pressure comes around 200. If you're, uh, if you're going toward that ballpark, then you better start paying attention to what you're putting in your mouth. Now this is what happens. You go to a doctor. Your blood pressure reading is 140 over 90s. Oh, geez, man, you got, oh, we got to get you on a statin. We got to get you on some diuretic. We got to get you on some bull crap vitamin or uh, drug. Oh, we don't do this. You're going to have a stroke. Oh, <laughs> what a load of bullsh. All of it. You'll only get a stroke is when you start getting hardening of the arteries, not because your blood pressure is high. As long as the blood is flowing through your body like it's supposed to, there's not going to be a problem. As long as the veins and the arteries in your body are flexing back and forth to help the body move the blood through the body, you're not going to have a problem. But when they tell you this nonsense, especially for those of you who are in the 70 and 80 ballpark range. See, I'm in another 10 years or so, maybe less, 
I'm going to reach that big 7-0 mark. Now, I already have a Mediterranean disposition. Yeah, ask anybody that knows me. <laughs> and I wanted to, and as a Mediterranean, I got to tell you, I don't believe nothing. They tell me. I don't believe Jack Diddley what they tell me. The medical field today is the most incompetent field going. Period. Number one, they've never cured anything. What have they cured? Why are you taking drugs instead of getting a cure? Did you ever did that ever come across your mind? And if you got nothing wrong with you, what do they want to do? They want to give you a bloody drug. This is brain damage. You know, if you follow it. This is programming if you follow it. You know, my point is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Doesn't need fixing. And when you go to these medical whack jobs, and that's what they are, quacks, whacks, whatever, stupid beyond belief, they just follow a paradigm. They got a textbook that says ABC, that's all they do is ABC, and if there's a D, they don't know what to do. So we're dealing with this kind of stupidity on a level that we have never seen before. Now, mind you, there are some physicians, and I call them physicians, not doctors. Doctors push pills. They push vaccines. They push all the crap that causes health decay. These are the knuckleheads you should be avoiding. So we say, well, what do we do if something goes wrong? Go let them examine you. Go let them see if they can find out what's wrong with you. And if they tell you they can't find nothing, nothing is wrong, you've just met an incompetent program dumbass. That's what you've met going to tell it the way it is. Find another medical pr practitioner or physician. Try to find a real physician. So when you're looking, um, when you're hearing some of the stuff, I hear some of the stuff and I just shake my head and I'm wondering to myself, why are you believing these, these jokers? Then you get into the other end of the spectrum. You come to the health food and you hear all these doctors in the health food industry. I'm going to tell you a little secret about that too. 90% of those doctors in the health food industry couldn't tie their shoes with Velcro. That's how stupid they are. I've heard some of these doctors who come up on the, on the internet. I don't even listen to any of them anymore. There's a few I do listen to. If I see their name pop up, I will go to them to see what they're saying. But for the most part, I don't even bother. Because I, I know all they're going to do is try to sell me some BS that isn't going to do nothing except make them rich. Now, another thing I want to point out. I'm going to remind you how corrupt the health food industry is. The health food industry, people that are producing these products today like C60 and some of these hydrogen products and all this other crap they're producing today, will get some doctor, they'll pay them five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars depending what they're selling, to sign an endorsement 
to sign an acknowledgement that this product is the greatest, most wonderful thing that ever walked on the planet. That's going to give you a 100-year lifespan or 200-year lifespan. You're going to have make sex to 99 different women. Women are going to make sex to 99 different men. You are going to be forever young. This is going to knock out every disease known to mankind. And they will sign that document without even reading what they're signing. They don't even know what they're signing half the time. This is the reality in this industry. I've been in this industry for quite some time. And I can tell you some stories in, of this industry. And a lot of it today is no longer, a, no longer viable. A lot of the reputable vitamin companies that used to be really, really reputable in the past are junk today. I read, I read the, the labels on them and I'm saying, why are they putting silicon dioxide in there? Why are they putting cross caramelose in here? Why are they putting these, these uh, excipients in here? Why are they putting aluminum lake? Why are they putting aborted babies in the vitamins? Why, you know, why are they putting titanium dioxide in the vitamins? Why are they putting anything nano in the vitamins today? See, I read this stuff, and I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, this has been the, the perfect sabotage. You walk through a health food store, you don't know nothing, you don't read nothing, you just listen to some whack-quack job on the Internet talking about some horse hockey, and you fall for it, you go to the store, you buy the stuff, you take the stuff, and then nothing happens. Or you get sick. Or... Some ha kind of reaction other than what you're told. This is the reality. This is the reality. You know. It's up to you to do your due diligence in investigating, not researching. Investigating. See, I'll tell you what research is today. Tell you what the research is today. Research today is going on Google... G-O-O-G-L-E, typing in a text, popping it up, and the first 100 or first 50 or first 20 uh, links you see, you pop, you click them open. You read them, and they're all telling you the great and wonderful things about whatever you're reading. And then you go by those first 10, 20, or whatever links are on there, and you make a decision based on that research because you did research. Now you got to do an investigation. So you might want to look at different file types, DOCs, PDFs, PPTs. You might want to go to university studies. You might want to go see studies outside the health food industry that have actually examined some of the stuff in real life situations and then you can see what they're saying about these things. And then when you read the other stuff that they're saying, and they're showing you some kind of study, does that study actually correlate to what they're putting out there? See, this is how you have to start connecting the dots. When you see chemtrails in the sky that, have, that sooner or later come down on your food supply, you don't have organics. Organics, one of the definitions of organics is you don't spray the crop with chemicals. Unfortunately, they are coming down from the sky. How is this an organic food today? 
someone saying, well, it's a certification thing. Certifications mean nothing. All that means is a li it's a license for them to grow, to, to, to buy a specific seed, to plant in the ground. But if the ground is contaminated with genetics or transgenetics or epigenetics or mutagenetics, where is the organics? You don't have them. Then you got these other doctors and these other quacks and whacks and saying, you need to be a vegan. You shouldn't eat dead meat. No, that meat, no, you're going to die of cancer. <laughs> well, oh, the horse hockey, that is too. Jeez, old Pete. The whole bloody thing is just a joke. These fruity tooty vegan vegetarian fruitarian dummies, again, couldn't tie their shoe with Velcro. You know, what did Joe say? Something about a bag of rocks? They don't have enough brains like to, uh, uh, relating to a bag of rocks? Dumb as a bag of rocks. Because they're dumb as a bag of rocks. Number one, eating meat, even though it's dead, has more life than most of the vegetables and the fruit you're eating today. As, and as, as um, ironic as that sounds, it's true. When you eat, when they cook, uh, kill meat or whatever, there's still a lot of enzymatic activity going on. There's still a lot of nutritional value going on, plus the protein. When you harvest a vegetable or a crop, that crop or vegetable that you've harvested is usually dead within 45 minutes. Nutritional value drops about 80%. What you're eating at that point when you're eating all these fruits as a fruity tootie or whatever or vegan, you're eating nothing but sugar. Carbon-based carbon foods are sugar with high concentration of nano-poison particulates embedded in the plant. By the time it gets to the grocery store, it could be sitting in storage, it could be driving on a truck for three or four days, all you got left is dead food. So what do they do? Then they irradiate all the vegetation and the fruits. So now your fruit looks really good. Then you get it home. By the time you get it home, it goes into the house. It's out of that blue beam in the, in the uh, grocery store. You get it, and then all of a sudden it dries up and it dies because that stuff was dead before it even got there. And then they irradiated it or, or treated it with nano silver or some other stuff. See, but nobody investigates. They just research. See, and that's my point. That's why you're always playing catch up. Because you're not even connecting a simple dot. So when you hear these whack jobs and these 2D fruities and these fruitarian and vegetarian and all this crap, I know you shouldn't eat meat. No, you know what? More meat for me if you don't eat it. More eggs for me if you don't eat them. More cheese for me if you don't eat them. And the other crazy thing about dairy. Dairy and eggs, pound for pound. There's not a food in the planet that will excel the, the vitality and the, and the nutrition of those specific foods. Those are the true superfoods. The ones that God created in that means. If you feed the animals the things that they're supposed to have, the milk and the, the dairy products, fermented yogurts, your kefirs, muslanka, cheese, cottage cheese, sour cream, whatever, you know, and an egg will give you just about everything your body needs. You won't get that from any vegetable or fruit for that matter. 
And they're constantly talking about these algae products. These algae products deplete the body of copper, which is a main uh, mineral in your body like zinc and iodine and boron and manganese that helps your body fight off infections, chloride. But they get you on the whole concept of this, that blue-green algae crap, and all it does is deplete your body. You have breakouts from it because it's an algae which then takes away your copper. But this they will push and say, this is a superfood. That's a super bogus is what it is. Money coming out of your pocket, hard-earned money that you sweated for so that you can buy something that's going to make you healthy. And all it does is bleed you dry and keeps you in the state of dysfunctionality. Connect the dots. If you're taking a B complex or B vitamin and you're feeling strong, it's doing something. If you're taking a vitamin A, a vitamin C, a zinc, a copper, a boron, or borax, or, or selenium, and you're not getting sick, it's doing something. You might want to investigate the basic fundamental nutrients that we should all be utilizing, like selenium, like iodine, like borax or boron, like potassium chloride, magnesium chloride, calcium chloride. You know, these things you might want to take a look at. Chlorides are a big, big player in our bodies to keep biofilm in check. To keep infections in check. Okay, yet you don't hear nothing about chloride, do you? All right, come on back, come on back. <laughs> I think, I think we're back. I think we're back. Hi, this is Tony. I'm your host, Tony Pantelresco, and we're listening to the Remedy on the Micro Effect Broadcasting Network. Um, want you to also consider something else too in our food supply. In the whole term of genetics, now they're going to come up with a new term called genetic editing. I don't know if you've heard of genetic editing, but this is a fancy word for genetic engineering. But the USDA is not going to regulate this like genetically modified organisms. In fact, there's going to be no regulations whatsoever. Can you dig it? You understand the full impact here. The interesting thing about all of this, um, this technology, this, this, uh, this concept, it's as always talking about and we did the other, uh, show the other day talking about how when they're talking about genetics and, and nanobiology and 
how we can now break the DNA down so we know exactly what it can do, how we can write code in or we take code out. For instance, if a virus attaches to a certain protein that you can take the DNA and write that code so that protein no longer is there. Mm. And when we're looking at this, okay, and understanding this, okay, they're telling us this is going to be for our own good for a better drug delivery method. Now, this is my point. When you read these things and you read to understand the research, I'm not looking for a better drug delivery. Okay, I'm not looking for better drug delivery. I'm looking for a solution to correct the problem so that I can live a normal life, uninhibited, unattached, detached from any kind of pharmaceutical, medical, or technology. I don't need a tether. I don't need a strap. I don't need a chip. I don't need a chemical dependency. I need to go on living my life. That's what we should be thinking. Hey, Tony, do terahertz heat the air? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they not only heat the air, they heat you, too. <laughs> they cook your DNA. They cook your cells. Uh, how it works is when they fire a terahertz frequency at you, okay, we're going to feel it in the air as well. I mean, these satellites are floating around. They're calling the sun or solar satellites. These are heaters. And they're on a terahertz frequency or wavelength. When they hit us, they're hitting us and they're allowing the cells to release the hydrogen. Well, that hydrogen then forms bonds with other hydrogen, amplifying the level of that frequency. When you're feeling the heat outside today, that's not the sun you're feeling. That, it feels like an uncomfortable heat, almost like it's irritating. And, and it's penetrating in ways that sunlight doesn't penetrate. You feel actually, you feel like crap when you're in the sun, or you're in the light, I should say. And you may want to get the yellow lenses out sometime, and when you wake up in the morning, put them on when you're looking out the window. You may see a green hue in the light. That's indicating that's not the sun. That's a satellite that they're emitting a frequency on. Things that make you go, hmm... Things that make you want to connect the dots. Things that might make you want to think a little bit. Are we living in those times when we're thinking we're in? You know. Horse hockey doesn't stop. See, uh, you, could, you can use a stronger word there, Peter. I can't say it on the air, but you can. <laughs> you can write it in. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say it on the air anyway. ha. <laughs> You know, like I said, the whole thing is a program. Everything around you, everything about you is a program. Everybody's operating on a program. Everybody, you know. And when you start to recognize that you are on the program and you're making the attempt to stop the program, your mind, your, your, your system, you'll, it'll be like you stepped out of this matrix and you're looking at it from the inside out. And you begin to observe and see things that normally you would never have saw because now you're paying attention. See, they get us all caught up and wrapped up in life and we're chasing and running and going here and going there and we're in a mad panic to get it done, get it over, get here, go, do 99 things in a day, complete distraction. So you can't see what's going on because you're too busy being busy. 
and about frivolous things. You're not researching nothing. You're not building anything. You're just going out shopping, and you got to go to work, and you got to go talk to so and so, and you got to have this social event, that social event, and then you go. Oh, there's a sale over here. There's a sale over, and you just and it goes on and on, you know. Uh, that's where we're at today. Slow it down. Stop what you're doing sometime. Take a step up, back, front, whatever. Look around you. Look at the people walking. Look at how, they, how they're associating. Look how they're all isolated in their way they walk, how they're not even talking, mingling. They're going about doing their own thing. You know, almost like separate entities walking in a program sequence. You know, look when you go to the stores, take a look around you. See what you see. Look at all the genetic anomalies which you see, when you see people that are distorted, out of shape, uh, riding those little scooters. Right in front of your eyes, you're seeing genetically dysfunctionality going on right there. You're seeing how people have, have been genetically damaged right in front of your eyes. And yet you've been taught to think that these people are obese or they've got some sort of disorder going on. It's called genetic damage. Look at the young people around you. Take a look at the young people around you. Those of you from the 50s and 60s generation, look at, you look at the young boys today. You look at them, they, they got a swiggle in their backside and they got man boobs growing. That's not, that's not how we looked. And they got the cell phone attached to their face and hand. You know, I don't know how they go to the washroom because they got to put the cell phone down and that doesn't happen. They got it stuck to the hand and it won't go anywhere. So apparently they probably got a button on the cell phone that will you know, help them go to the washroom. I don't know, but you know what I mean? It's like it's glued to them. One person told me they had a daughter that they tried to take the cell phone from. She got all violent with them. That's programming. That's frequency. You know, that's frequency. Well, just going outside and looking about you, you can see the damage that's been done on the programming, that, on people. This is programming. You know, when you're looking up in the air and you're seeing all the billboards and they're trying to sell you stuff, you know, and you got a woman's bra, woman's panties, woman's underwear, woman's this, woman's that. It's like, holy cow, the whole thing is set around women. So that's all sexual nature there. What's, this, what's it trying to tell us? Or you'll see the odd whatever going on for men, usually a truck or a cigarette or a football game or some kind of sport, you know. What are they telling us? Violence. That's what they're really saying. Controlled violence. So look at the billboard sometime. Just selling you all these cars. And these cars aren't worth a, a fiddler's fart, none of them. You know, why aren't they getting you over 100 miles or 200 miles to the gallon? They should be able to by now. You know, the technology is there, has been since the 50s. They were getting 100 miles to the gallon back in 1950s, 55. Why are we only getting 20 or 30 miles to the gallon? These are things that should make you go, hmm. The tech has been there. Why hasn't it been applied? Oh, maybe because it's not about you. You know, maybe it's because it's not about you. It's about towards you. 
It's about keeping you in the state of program. As long as you're in the program, you're not going to ask any questions. You need to start asking the right questions. If we've had technology to give us over 100 miles to a gallon for uh, a gallon of gas, why isn't that put into the automobile today? With all the emissions and, and pollution and all the stuff we're worried about, the environment and all this stuff, why hasn't the automotive sector built a car or a truck, even a pickup truck, to give you that 100 miles to a gallon? Minimal. Because as long as you're in the program, as long as you keep getting sucked into the advertisements about buying a car because a car is a sexy thing to have and it's got, it emits, you know, uh, autonomy and freedom. They got you driving on the road and you're driving at 500 miles an hour. Yeah, go try that in the real world. See how fast you get a ticket. <laughs> and, and, and go do that in the real world when you're making a five or $600 car payment on a car. You're not going to take it on an open road just to let it fly. Not if you're working your backside to make that car payment and the insurance payment. Perceptions of freedom. You know, everyone thinks they're free. I'm not sure how that came about. Nobody's free. And if you think I'm blowing steam out of my backside, go ahead and make some moonshine and sell it on the, on the open market. We talked to some of those boys down in the south that make the moonshine up here in Canada. How they have to make the money. How they have to sell it. They can't go into a store. Hey, Joe, I got a, I got a five gallons of moonshine here. What do you, what do you give me for it? They'll have them arrested. <laughs> go grow some cannabis and start selling it out to the open market. See how long, see how, what kind of freedom you've got. And why shouldn't you be able to do this? Basically, you're taking what God created and turning it into something that is beneficial for everybody. Most people like a good drink and most people like to feel a little bit mellow, especially with all the nonsense we're dealing with today. You know, so my point is, if you think you're free, go ahead and do that. <laughs> go ahead, you know. See how, see how far that, see where that takes you. Janis Joplin said it right. Freedom is not nothing but another word for nothing else left to lose. Okay, that's really what it boils down to. So when they say we're living in a free society, we're not living in a free society. We're living in a tax-to-death society. We're living in a society that will bleed you dry. Okay, and it bleeds you dry economically. It bleeds you dry by, um, uh, physically. It bleeds you dry uh, chemically. The insurances, that's another one. If you really think you're in living in a free country, go ahead and drive a car without insurance. A lot of people are doing it. <laughs> They're exercising their right to freedom. But you know what I mean? Why is these things, in a free society, why are these kind of things forced on a free people? That's the things you've got to start. And these are small little things. And it goes on beyond and beyond. Why are we eating GMO foods? Why are GMOs in all, almost everything we're eating today? And now... Now, the greatest and wonderful thing going on, the new and improved concept, we are, gonna, we are now going to call this gene editing. This is hilarious. The USDA was going to create regulations on, uh, going to create regulations on gene editing. And then they decided to pull out a regulating gene editing. Now, gene editing is basically you don't is basically taking a plant's genetic code 
and altering it. But you are still using different things with it, other bacteria and other things, to create that effect. Sounds like ge genetic engineering to me. And sounds like it should still fall under the same guidelines as genetic modification. But anyway, let me read something about gene editing. Because I want you to start looking at the new weapon. The new and improved weapon that's going to come down the pipe. Because with gene, gene editing, we can tell the genetics what to make in that plant. We can tell that thing to make something beneficial or something warlike. Some of you people say to me all the time, Tony, you're too negative. I'm negative. I'm negative. I'm too negative. You know, there are some good things in this life. There has, in the last 60 years, since the 1950s, mid-1950s, to the current time today, nothing has been made, nothing, that hasn't sub supported the military-industrial complex. Nothing. They have already weaponized everything that we are about to be exposed to or utilize. So always keep that in mind. And if you think I'm crazy, go do some digging. You'll find that there has not been one thing that has, been, that has actually been done that hasn't been converted to some kind of weaponry first. When we're looking at this kind of thing here, this is very alarming because now there's absolutely no regulations on it. No labeling. Again, no labeling. You know, this is going to make it a... a um, if you've got any seeds that you've been growing for years and years and years, you might, might want to package them and hang on to them because they're going to be worth their weight in gold or platinum. Not kidding. This stuff here is going to alter everything all the way around. All the way around. And people that are going to be looking for uh, real seeds that can you know that they can grow things without having the genetic code edited in the um, in the seed they'll pay dearly for that seed you got an investment you're sitting on a major investment give it time okay let me read this here to you I'm just, I'm just gonna read the comment here uh, let me read this whole thing <laughs> for those who still think you're eating you know, non-GMO corn. Corn isn't the sexiest crop, but it's the most important. It's the most abundant grain on earth, used as a food and biofuel around the globe. In ancient times, the Mesoamericans strived on it, waged wars over it, but just, was help, uh, but just as corn helped create these civilizations, these civilizations helped create corn through meticulous selective breeding. Today's grain hardly resembles its ancestors. Goes on to say, compared to the wild plant first cultivated by ancient Mexicans some 10,000 years ago, modern corn is a super mutant. Oh boy, oh boy. A super mutant. So the orgasmically organic corn that we're eating is mutated. <laughs> this is what makes me go, hmm. You know, now let me read something else. New gene editing tools like CRISPR-Cas9 now let scientists hack into genomes, make precise incisions, and insert desired traits into plants and animals. And animals. We'll soon have corn with higher crop yields, mushrooms that don't brown, pigs with more meat on the bone, and disease-resistant cattle. 
Changes that took years and decades or even centuries can now be made in a matter of months. Can be made in a matter of months. Wow. In the next five years, you might eat tortilla chips made from edited corn. By 2020, you might, be, might drink milk from an edited cow. I'm saying it's already happening. See, when you read these kind of articles, don't assume that this is coming. That's an assumption. <laughs> it's already here. By the time you read these things, they've already implemented them. Now, let me read this thing. When it says drink milk from an edited cow, edited cow, it's a fancy for, word for manufactured food out of a lab. Greenhouse operations that would genetically change the foods. CRISPR revolution, these scientific advances in gene editing have huge potential that may, many experts think could help fortify our food system and feed an increasing population of farmers who are threatened by food scarcity caused in part by climate change. Manipulation of the weather is causing farmers to lose their lands, especially those unwilling to make changes to genetics. And as a result, the globalists are taking over their lands for further exploitation and farmers essentially, and farmers essentially the population uh, because that with this tech, you could uh, be terminated um, and no one would suspect it was the engineering that caused it. That's what's happening to our farmers today. Something you might want to reconsider. I'm going to get more into this Thursday. Uh, we'll talk more about this whole CRISPR thing. I'm, gonna, I'm doing a lot. Of, I'm going to put up. I'm going to try to get up a, a site up with this on this whole uh, bio, uh, gene editing biology. We are in a time where common sense has to prevail here, and we got to look at it because again, you can't look at the millennials. They're programmed. You know, they're pretty well programmed, and they'll fight you and argue with you, and because it's the conditioning or whatever. But because they have no background, nothing, no clue of nothing, so they're going to follow whatever the educational system has programmed in them because they're not educated. They're programmed, and that's something you have to also recognize with these people. They're programmed. Um, but common sense has to prevail here. And this idea that you're eating some kind of safe food today. We haven't eaten safe food since 1960. And everything we've been taught, everything we've been told has been pretty well a smoke screen and a bunch of bullshit on so many different levels. And I've stated before, we are in famine because we are not eating anything. And of any substantial value that keeps our systems fortified. So we're always in a state of compromise because we're not putting anything in our systems that should be there to keep us fortified. That's the reality. This is why everybody pretty well I talk to has got some health issue going on. So these are some things you want to keep in mind of what's going on in the year 2018. Okay, before I go on, I'm always talking about the support for the Micro Effect Broadcasting Network. Give them your support. Give them a hand. Help them out any way you can. Call them up and see what you can do for them. You got ByeByeBlueSky.com, Brian396.com, GagCanada.com. These are sites that you might want to look at to give you more information on what's going on in the year 2018 and how we have been subjected to exploitation and experimentation without our consent. So much for living in a free country. So check out the sites. On my site, AugmentInForce.com, there's a uh, catalog link. Feel free to access it. I also do consultations. Feel free to give me a shout. Uh, there's all kinds of things there. Take a look. Uh, we've got triangles. We've got repellers. We've got buckets. We've got smart. We've got flash drives. We've got all kinds of stuff. Books, DVD. So again, give me a shout. 519-977-5351. 
or independs at yahoo.com. Today has been a day because I have been talking to people and for the last four days I have been hearing people tell me stuff that makes me wonder what's going on. Not wonder what's going on. I know what's going on, but nobody is thinking anymore. We got to shake these programs that have been plant implemented in us. You got to start looking at the research and not say, oh crap, what are we going to do now? Start looking at the research, oh crap, this is what we're going to do. Read it. Come up with a countermeasure. That's how you get offensive. Okay? They're letting you know they've already put it out there. Now it's up to you okay, to see it and do something about it. Do some research. Do your due diligence. Investigate. Don't research. Investigate. You're going to go a lot further. If you follow the crowd that do the Google Oogle, they're not going to go anywhere. That status quo, I've done my thing, I've typed in the search engine, I've looked at it, blah, 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 I'm done. But an investigator will keep on digging and, pr and prying, and you'd be surprised how, how God opens windows, doors, trap doors, and takes you to places that make you go, wow. You know, and then you start getting inspired. Inspiration. Okay, inspiration. It's important that you stay inspired and maintain your hope. And that's why I tell you these things because I first I'll give you the, the, this is the crap hitting the fan. Well, let's see what we can do about that. Let's not just sit there and get splattered with crap. Let's see if we can shut off the fan. See, that's how I think. How do I turn that off? How do I neutralize the impact? Terahertz frequencies. We see, we all need to look at terahertz frequencies, and we all need to see what neutralizes the terahertz frequencies, and then start applying it. So come up with some creative ideas that you can build to stop these this attack on your genetic code, on your on your DNA, on your cells, on your mitochondria. They are breaking us down in that realm. Young people today. Unless they've got somebody influencing them to start doing their own investigations, are pretty well a lost ball in the high weeds. They're not going nowhere, you know, until something dramatic happens to them. Express to them, explain to them the best you can, share with them. You don't have to convert them. Don't try to convert them. Just tell them the truth. The truth will set, set you free. That's all you need to do. And go about living your life, doing your thing. They will either wake up or they won't. That's simple, you know. It's not our job to make everybody awake. It's our job to tell them the truth. That's it. No more, no less. And if they wake up, then they've chosen. If they stay asleep, then they've chosen. And if they don't want to change, leave them alone. Next. <laughs> that simple. That simple. All right, I hear the music, so we will see you Thursday. Till then, you know, get together, come up with ideas. All right, take care, eh?